0: Everybody, welcome to the Dayton Tolbert show. <clears throat> I am your host, Dayton Tolbert. It's good to be back live tonight for our special on gun violence in America. Um, this is not the first time that we will uh, tackle this topic. Um, I know a couple, couple years ago. Um, in fact, we yeah, about a couple years ago, right, right around the time of the Trayvon Martin situation, uh, we did a show. I believe it was Morgan and I. Uh, we did a show discussing gun violence. Black on Black crime, race relations. We talked about stop and frisk, and, and tonight we're going to revisit a lot of those issues. Uh, with it being the two-year anniversary this week of the uh, the uh, Trayvon Martin uh, his death, uh, you know, we want to we want to talk about it. We want to you know shed some light on an issue that unfortunately doesn't get a lot of uh, media coverage the way that it should get media coverage. I'm not talking about how the uh, the media glorifies. Um, and, and sensationalizes um, the death of a, a teenage boy and, 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 you know, and uses it as an avenue to divide uh, the country black versus white and you know i 'm saying like i 'm not talking about that type of uh, attention i 'm talking about the type of attention that that, that that causes us as a people to look at the actual problem. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just talking about Michael Dunn. I'm not talking about Trayvon Martin. I'm not talking about the cases that bring Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson out the woodworks. I'm talking about us as a people. I'm talking about getting dirty and grimy with it, going into the hoods, looking at your corner. You know what I'm saying? Look, walking around right now outside and, and seeing the drug dealers on the, on the corners. You know what I'm saying? Uh, selling coke. You know, carrying illegal guns. You know, things like that. That's what we want to talk about on this evening. You know what I'm saying? So you guys are welcome to call in with any questions, uh, any comments. We're definitely going to keep it real tonight. We're going to talk, Courtney and I, we're going to talk about uh, some statistics. We're going to talk about what's really going on out here. 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad. Uh, Definitely give me a a call if you have any questions or comments. Uh, Courtney, what's going on with you tonight?
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm doing well, man. I'm fired up about tonight's show. Are you excited?
1: Yes, I am. I'm very excited.
0: You were not with us the last time we discussed this show, uh, or I should say this topic on this show. What are your thoughts on gun violence? Is it something that you, I mean, like, what are, you, you know, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, In regards to gun violence, you know, it's something that I hate seeing, you know, especially, I mean, it happens everywhere, um, but it just seems like it appears. That is it's happening a lot in Chicago And I hate to see that happen Especially to, you know, innocent victims You know, but at the same time I do feel that, you know We do have to take a look at You know, who Who is raising these children That are committing these acts You know, who Like, what what is their home life like? Do they have a mother and father that cares. And I think you and I both know the answer. But, I mean, I think that that plays a big role in it, you know, because if if children really had the guidance that was there and they really had someone, if they really felt like someone cared about them, they wouldn't resort to violence. And I feel like we just need to get to the bottom of this.
0: You're right, Courtney, and that's and I just want to let everybody know. I mean, we are no strangers from this. I mean, Courtney literally lives in Chicago. For those of you guys who don't know, which is you know that's like the the new murder capital of the world. I'm here in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? So North Philly is one of the the literally one of the the most dangerous places. In the in the entire country So I mean you know we, we, we Court and I are no strangers to what we're Discussing we've lived it we've grown up In it and, and we want to talk about it you know This isn't about p- placing blame Or or pointing the finger but we are going to keep It real we're not going to sugarcoat you know Who is uh, uh, you know committing Most of these murders we're not going to talk About where these guns are coming From you know what I'm saying what you know, everybody wants to talk about the, the prisons and, and, and building more prisons and, and not building more schools. But the reality is these criminals are not, you know, going to jail for no reason. These are not, you know, obviously there's going to be situations and any, you know, wrongful wrongful uh, convictions, different things. But, I mean, the reality is, there is a, there's a lot of crime out here. There's a lot of crime in the black community, and we need to talk about it. It's not made up. It's not fictional. You know what I'm saying? It's actual you know stuff I, I you know I, this is personal for me just because I've had two very good friends uh die you know you know who were actually murdered you know through gun violence and just uh you know black on black crime so I mean this is not you know something that happens to those people or it's not something that just happens you know in that city or in that neighborhood this is our neighborhood. I'm not from the hood. I didn't grow up in the hood, but I've experienced the same things, many of the same things that, you know, that happened in, in the hood. So, you know, this is all of our problem. And I think what what happens a lot of times with, with us as a people is, you know, we have a tendency to, um, you know, di- disconnect ourselves, you know, when when it's not right at our doorstep. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, if if, if you live out in the the suburbs and you don't see that stuff every day or your kids don't happen to go to a school where they're, you know, subjected to that type of stuff, well, then it's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll come out of the woodwork to protest when when there's an injustice, you know, committed against one of our people, you know what I'm saying? But not, it's, you know, I, I said the other day on, online, I mean, you know, there's thousands of Trayvon Martins every every day you know, literally killed, you know, and, you know, that's important to talk about. I mean, Michael Dunn is just, you know, people are only talking about that because it was an older white man who who just, you know, walked up to him and shot him. But this happens more. There are more black boys killed by black boys and black men than there are black boys killed by older white men or Hispanic men. You know, it's... You see black on black crime is the number one cause of death in the black community next to HIV. You see what I'm saying? So, we got to we got to talk about it in the realest way possible. Um yeah, I'm excited. But before we jump into it, Corey, we had a really good live show the other night. Uh, Ask astate Out Advice Mondays made its return, you know, where we talked about literally everything under the sun. If you missed it, you're tripping, definitely make it your business to go back and check out those archives. I mean, I, I, mean, I could tell y'all what we talked about, but I'd be not doing it justice. But we talked about the Michael Dunn case, the, you know, relationship recycling, uh, you know, reality TV, Candy and Todd, Robin Thicke and Paula Patton and you know, the Beyonce stuff going on, heard talking about semen and, you know, how to know when you're being strung along versus when to identify when a man has actual plans on marrying you. We even heard from a, a female pastor who was being, uh, currently being strung along and, you know, reaching out for help on how to walk away from that situation. So definitely a lot of topics that were discussed. Uh, check it out at daydontalbertshow.com if you missed it. Courtney, any thoughts on that uh, that all-time classic show?
1: It was a great show as always, you know, like all of our shows. I received um, a lot of great feedback on that. Some people hit up my inbox and it was like um, the next day and they were saying, oh, I meant to tell you last night, you know, that was a really good show and you guys kept it extra real. I really enjoyed it. And, then, you know, we do the live show threads as well, so um, I think we'll see the comments there too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's jump into it, because like I said, this is probably going to be like one of the shorter shows that we've done in a long time. I don't even really want to be here all night, you know, because I just want, you know, there's some things that just need to be said, you know. And and I think probably the last time that we've really got into uh, this topic was when we talked about Kwanzaa. You know, right around uh, the end of December, we, we did a classic all-time uh, show on, uh, on the meaning of Kwanzaa, w- uh, where we took an in-depth uh, look at, the, uh, an analyzation of the principles And not just the principles But what they mean And how they are being shown Or not being shown In the black community as a whole And where we stand Versus how far we still need to go To truly exhibit Umoja You know, and Nia You know what I'm saying, like Faith These are all types of uh, you know, things That we, we need more of And definitely check out the archives of that show uh, If you missed it Um and again, I you know, I put Trayvon, you know, on the on the flyer uh for the advertising of tonight's show, but tonight's show is not about Trayvon. I mean, rest in peace, you know, um any any time there's a uh a premature loss of life in my opinion, you know, it's it's unfortunate. You know, I'm not going to say it's always a tragedy. I'm not going to say it's, I mean, it's not that I'm not going to say it's not uh, all the time murder. You know, every time someone gets killed, it's not always murder. A lot of people don't understand the difference. Um, Even people try to throw things from the Bible. Uh, The Bible does not say anything about killing. It speaks about specifically murder, murder as defined by the current legal system of the day. You understand that, guys? And that's where I think a lot, of, there's a disconnect, there's a lack of education in the black community, specifically centering around the laws. I know I took a number of classes growing up in, in high school and even elementary school. Now I think about it, going back to social studies and, you know, political science, criminal justice, a um, lot of different classes that I remember taking where, you know, we were educated on the law, but some of the most important lessons that I got from the law were from, from my father, you know, from my mom, you know what I'm saying? Really just letting us know, like, look, this is what you need to know as a black man. And unfortunately, a lot of our youth, they they one, they're not getting those lessons. They're not educating themselves. And so they're going out into the world, like Courtney said earlier, with this I-don't-give-a-damn attitude, I-don't-care, and they're not knowing the law. So it's like that's a deadly combination because that's the real uh uh, origin of a lot of these crimes. It's like it, one, it's ignorance; two, it's uh, ignorance. You know, on both, on both, just plain old ignorance. But then you got actual ignorance as far as people not knowing, like really not being familiar with what you can and can't do. And then that's that's just a recipe for uh, for disaster. And I think it, it's up to us as parents, you know, to really take these kids aside, take their friends aside, you know, and say, Hey, look, you don't need to be doing this. You know, you do need to care. This is what your future can look like. You don't have to look up to people like Beyonce and, you know, Jay-Z and T.I. who who glorify, you know, violence. You know what I'm saying? Like, we as a, a, a community have become notorious for glamorizing, you know, violence and, and, and ignorance and illegal behavior. You know, and, and and then we have the audacity to just sit back and and be outraged when something actually happens to us. I mean, like Malcolm X said, it's like the cow uh, coming, the chicken coming home to roost. You know, I mean, at some point you can't be you can't be mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can silence me, though. <laughs> That's the difference. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Malcolm X was silenced for telling the truth. Right? I mean, nobody wants to hear the the truth when it when it actually. You know, when, when, it, when it causes us to look in the mirror. And I think that's what's uncomfortable. That's why so many people, you know, they don't get as excited about shows like these topics. Like they want to hear us talk about, you know, the sex and the, you know, and, and you know what the Bible says. I mean, that's all well and good and basketball-wise and the Kardashians. All, but this is, you know what I'm saying, this is about us. This is what we have to talk about to really make a difference in our hood and our, you know what I'm saying, in our everyday surroundings. I want to throw out some, um, some statistics in a little bit. One of the things that I said uh, online, though, uh, the other day is, you know, in regards to the media, I said every child killed in the streets matters, not just the ones named Trayvon or, or Michael Dunn. I said to not let the media determine what causes you, uh, or excuse me, don't let the media determine what causes you become passionate about. You know what I'm saying? What tragedies you become passionate? What events? You know what I'm saying? Because the reality is, no, this was you guys. I don't think you guys understand. Just like George Bush and them, like literally lied to us. They orchestrated the uh, the the nine eleven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, they orchestrated that. Just like they orchestrated the Boston. Just like they orchestrated so many of these events. These tragedies are specifically orchestrated. Aurora. You know what I'm saying, Sandy Hook. These are all orchestrated by the government specifically to cause a reaction to further their agenda. Anybody who can't see that is just blind. This is just another one of those things. They orchest- I mean, I'm not saying it- I mean, it didn't happen, but what I'm saying is the media, what they did, they took it and ran with it and specifically reported it as a white-on-black crime. Y'all know that, right? That's not a coincidence. They, they reported that. This was a Hispanic, this is a Hispanic man. I mean, George Zimmerman is in no way white. But the front page of CNN, every news story, they took it and they ran with it. You know, next thing you know, you have all these black slave movies coming out all these civil rights movies coming out, this is all orchestrated. You guys don't see that right after that Django and The Butler and, you know, all 12 Years of Slate. I mean, how many black movies came out in the last two years and then go back and Google how many the lack of those types of movies over the last five to ten years? And I think you'll see a very interesting discrepancy. Did you notice any of that, Courtney? Not
1: until you just pointed it out, and that makes so much sense. Now
0: that I think about it Yo man People are funny People are real funny Because they 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 just like Go with the media It's like Whatever the media Tells them It's like Oh okay The media controls Everything The, The government Controls the media And the government controls everything, so they just basically use the media. They use CNN. Why do you think? Look at CNN's colors. We don't need to go into that. All these, they're all doing the same thing. It's just like wrestling. You got your good wrestlers, and you got your bad wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? You got MSNBC, then you got Fox News, then you got the neutral people, you know, CNN, that kind of just, you know, but it's all, all orchestrated, guys. It's all like... Okay, we're going to pit this these group of people against this group of people, and and you know so we can have some type of race war and, and you know keep tensions high that are specifically designed to distract from what the government is actually doing. You understand that? That's what's happening, and and, and I don't know why so many people can't see it or are or, or are unwilling to see it, but I see it very clearly. It's actually very obvious, you know. But so so that's what I'm saying. You know, and again, going back to the complexion. I mean, they, you know, they try to make him look, you know, white, and they they only show certain pictures. It's all it's all propaganda. I mean, if you Google Trey, that's why I put on the flyer for my show. If you look at it, there are very different images presented there. They look like two different people. I mean, Trayvon Martin was like what sixteen when he what he died? how was he Courtney was he like sixteen?
1: I think he was seventeen. 17. Something like
0: that. Yeah. He's like 17. Why the heck on every newspaper front page, every time you see Trayvon, they're showing this little 10 year old kid? That's not what he (laughs) looks like.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm just asking. Why would you, like, that's like me, something happening to me, and then I'm, I'm 36 years old. So you just gotta go grab my 17 year old, my high school picture, and just start showing it? Why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? You got, oh, nice little happy, smiley face, little no facial hair Trayvon. You know what I'm saying? Little 10-year-old kid. But then you got 17, the real Trayvon. Got the grill in his mouth. Looked like he's about 40. Middle fingers up. There's another shot of him smoking, smoking a blunt. You know, talking about calling himself no limit nigga. I'm just, how come they, you see, these are all things that you didn't hear the media say anything about. It's all propaganda, specifically to to generate emotion. It's hard to feel an emotional connection with someone giving their middle finger to a camera. Somebody smoking a blunt. When people, you see, like when they're actually, uh, you know, they, nobody wants to talk about what those Skittles were going to be used for what that watermelon-flavored uh, iced tea, Arizona iced tea, was going to be used for. Nobody says, see, I know this is uncomfortable for a lot of people, because you didn't hear this on MSNBC, you didn't hear this on Fox News or CNN, because they didn't want you to know this. But George Zimmer, and this is important, though. This is very important. And if you missed my special on the Trayvon Martin case, check it out. This is very important. But I want you all to understand something. George Zimmerman said, "I'm not, no, I'm not a George Zimmerman fan. Let me just say this, because this show is not even about Trayvon or George Zimmerman. It's about guns, but it's ve- which is where we're going with this. But it's very important to understand. George Zimmerman called into the cops first. When you're going to murder somebody in cold blood, you don't call the cops. You don't do that. You know what I mean? Go ask these niggers." stand on a quarter, and when they're about to rob you and stick you up, are they going to go call the cops when they're stalking you? Understand that? No, that's not what happens. They just walk up on you, ask you, do you know what time it is, and they put a gun in your rib cage. That's how that works. They don't call 911 and say, hey, look. What happened is they said, hey, he said it looks like this kid is on something. He looks like he's high." See, a lot of people don't understand that Trayvon Martin was going to buy those ingredients to make a new fresh batch of lean. A lot of y'all don't know what lean is. Google lean. Google the – just do that. That's what I'm saying. Just do it real quick. I won't even tell y'all what the ingredients are, but you do it. Go ahead and Google what is lean, and you will see what Trayvon was high on that night. That's what the media doesn't want. But, again, does that justify? I'm not saying justify. I'm just saying this is about the media's portrayal of the Trayvon Martin case. That actually substantiates George Zimmerman's story. Okay? If you see somebody walking around a neighborhood who appears to be high on something, looks like they're up to something, then as a citizen you have every right to follow that person. A lot of people don't realize that that's the law. You do have that right. If you choose to make a citizen's arrest, if you witness a crime in progress, that's that's your prerogative. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't advise it. You know what I'm saying? But that is your prerogative according to the law. Following somebody is not a crime. So and it's important to understand as far as gun violence goes, the main thing is to understand is that the majority of crimes out here, guys, are not being committed with legal guns. George Zimmerman's gun was legal. My guns are legal. The gun problem is not from people like George Zimmerman or or these rich white people who keep their guns locked up in some safe. It's from ignorant niggas who go ahead and buy guns off the street for $500 a pop, $300 a pop, with the serial numbers already scratched off of them. That's where the the majority of the black-on-black crime comes from, and that's what we have as a community have to be passionate about. That's what matters. Barack Obama wants to shed light on, you know, and bring attention to this whole gun thing. A lot of people don't understand what the whole Aurora thing was going on, what, what that was all about. The uh, you know I don't even want to get into, it, but we talked about it a lot you know during that week. But a lot of people don't know what happened internationally that week of the Aurora, Colorado shoot, shooting. A lot of people don't understand the connection of the two fathers between the Sandy Hook uh, shooter and the Aurora shooter. Does anybody know that their fathers worked together? A lot of y'all thought, oh, what, what, what? He? Yeah, their fathers knew each other. Their fathers worked together. You know what I'm saying, and we're about to testify on one of the largest uh, conspiracies that you know has been has happened over the last tw- ten to twenty years. It's all connected. It's all a setup. This is not, I'm not making any. This is all. In fact, we did a whole show on it. You remember that show, Courtney?
1: Yeah, I do. I remember that.
0: I forgot all about it. We did a whole show on Sandy Hook. You know what I'm saying? We did a whole show on it. Check it out. Google it. Google Sandy Hook. Where we where we broke everything down. You know, from a factual standpoint, but but this is you see what I'm saying, guys. All as as far as that goes, just be aware of of the agenda of the media. Their goal is to keep us divided. I mean, how, I mean, really, how long have we been divided, guys? I mean, we're talking going all the way back to slave times. It's uh, we, you know, civil Jim Crow, civil rights. I mean, they're they've always wanted us to remain separate. And a lot of times, what's happened is before. It was more so. I mean, really, it was all. It was always this way, but the focus was on race. It was. It was a. It was. Shoot, sorry, that's this phone going off. My bad. It was always about race. You see what I'm saying? Now it's more so about class. Class is not. You know what I'm saying? That's. That's not a lot of people don't understand that. That's the focus. A lot of people say, "Well, I wonder why Barack Obama was able to get in the office when he's a black man." It has nothing to do with him being black. It has to do with him representing the, you know what I'm saying? He, he's a, a, an Ivy Leaguer. Any, You can be accepted. You shave off all of your facial hair. You start talking a certain type of way. You make a certain amount of money. They, they, listen, they have no problem with Jay-Z. They have no problem with Obama. They have no problem with Wayne Brady. They have no problem with whoever is going to talk the talk. You play the game. See, I've always had a, a problem in corporate America. I can't stay in corporate America. You know what I'm saying? I always get fired. They don't want people like me in corporate America. You see what I'm saying? You ever notice the, the guys that you work with, those weirdos, they're all they're all meek and, and, and timid and, oh, yes, yes, sir, and, and laughing all their stupid jokes. When, I can't wait to do our show. Or uh, being a black man in corporate America, I don't bow down to them. I don't laugh at their stupid jokes. I don't just, you know, uh, put my head down and, and you know what I'm saying. I, I walk with my head up high. You know what I'm saying. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand. It's about class. It's about modern day slavery. If they feel like they can control you, hey, you're 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 accepted. Has it has very? I'm not gonna say it has nothing, but it has very little to do nowadays. With with race, it's about class. That the rich don't want to have anything to do with the poor, except to be able to control them. That's what it is. What your thoughts on that, Courtney?
1: I agree, and I wish that more people realize that you know that's really what it is. Because people are still thinking it's a black versus white situation, and it's not. Every time something happens in the media, it's always oh, you know, that person was racist, or, you know, that's always the, the the blame, you know, or that's always what, you know, people want to say is the issue. And that's, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth. And so I'm so glad that we're talking about this and just shedding light because, you know, there are still people out there um, that have been ignorant to, you know, what's really going on. And I, I'm not blaming them because they're, they're only
0: basing it off of what
1: is being said to them by the media and what they see.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's it. One of the things we also have to do as a community, guys, is you know, we really have to stop blaming the government. Okay? I mean, because the, you can't I mean, I think at this point, I mean, going back all the way to slavery and I mean, just I mean, so much that the that the government has done, the government is evil. Okay? I mean, that that should, you know, not even be a question. You know, we are one of the most corrupt, if not the most corrupt governments in all of the world, all right? I mean, I mean literally, we are, you know? I mean, going back through history, I mean, we're just corrupt. That's just what we are. I mean, it's, we're, it's like a mob, you know, and to be included, you have to be, you have to go along with the program. I mean, And if you don't, then you have no place in, in the government, at least not on that high level. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is that the government does not change and will not change. It's an unchangeable structure. The pieces of the puzzle change. Senators change, congressmen, you know what I'm saying, city councilmen, vice president, the president. You know, those are all things that will change, but, you know, it's... The office of the, the presidency is, is the most, one of the most corrupt organizations, one of the most corrupt offices out there. It's not, I mean, people, We as, it amazes me that we as a people, you know, we look at and, and base our opinions of the government off of what we see on the news and what we read in the newspaper when that the government has 100% control over the media. I learned that back in high school. When is the last time, Courtney, you ever saw a dead American soldier on television?
1: I haven't. I can't even recall seeing it.
0: Well, you're, And you're not going to because it, it, they're not allowed to. There are laws. The government has passed laws. No one can. No one listening within the sound of my voice will ever can remember ever seeing a dead soldier on American television. But turn on that 6.30 news, NBC Nightly News, with Brian Williams, and you will see, go over to Egypt, go over to Ukraine, go over to Syria, go over to North Korea. You'll see, you know what I'm saying, They shut Iraq, Afghanistan. You will see these dead people laying in the streets, soldiers, citizens, A bomb went off, oh, bombs are flying, they'll show a dead body right there. It's like, whoa, what the heck? But let an American soldier be killed, you don't see anything like that. The reason is because they don't want, I mean, naturally, they want to keep morale up. They want us to hate them. You see, you don't want to, because when you, the government has an agenda. It's kind of hard to, see, you guys got to, let me just, I know I'm getting a little off topic, but this is gun violence on a larger scale. You know, on a, on a worldwide scale, but I mean, you know, for those of you who don't know, war is big business. President, just about every president has had a war. Don't y'all realize that? Just like real quick, just so y'all know, I just want because I, I mean, people a lot of people really don't know this. The when you a lot of people these Obama when he got into office, he was not a rich man. All right, I just I mean, he was he was a. a pretty much a regular guy. He did some things in the city of Chicago, you know, he he organized some things, you know, he got into politics, you know, he lost the first time he tried to run for Senate. I mean, you know, at some point during that time he you know, he made a decision that he was gonna, you know, do what was necessary to take it to the next level. And that was around the time when Michelle said that she was about to divorce him because he became so obsessed uh, with you know winning you know with politics, and she said she couldn't take it anymore and you know at at some point he said, "You know what I'm gonna do what I have to do and so at that point, he did some things Obama was if you, i think even, I'm not sure what it is now, but maybe when he became president, his net worth was maybe like i gonna say like ten million dollars, and that was only mainly primarily from um, his salary as, as president, but mainly from the royalties from uh, the audacity of hope. Which is, you know, was obviously a national bestseller, and that's where he got most of his money. You know, now when he leaves office, he's going to be like Bill Clinton and just, you know, make all types of money doing public speaking and, you know what I'm saying, things like that, going to universities and all types of places. He's going to do that, and, you know, that'll take his net worth to a whole other level. But uh, my point being is that Obama is, is someone who is being controlled. The only people who have any real power in this country are the billionaires. Obama is far from a billionaire, so why anyone who thinks that he has power is crazy. The office has certain power associated with it, but that's not him but you got the question has to become well, then who's controlling the office? That's when you get a chance to look at you know these corporations that <clears throat> quote unquote i'm you know i'm I'm saying that kind of tongue in cheek donate. You know millions of dollars to these campaigns Nothing is free guys They don't just give money Those are favors that are going to be That you have to pay back Where I'm going with this is When it gets to war When we talk about war When we talk about guns These companies These military contracting companies They get paid from the United States Going to war Bush and his buddies Got paid or, or, Or I should say They got paid to be in office so they had to pay back certain contracts. So that's so. But if there's no war, then their buddies can't get rewarded. So if they want to get paid, well, look, you, you're, I put you in office, so now we got to go to war. JFK didn't want to play ball. He didn't want to go to war. He resisted the war. He wanted to change. Well, <laughs> sorry, JFK. Sorry, RFK. That's what happens when you really want change. When you play the game, like Obama, you know, we, this war was supposed to be over eight years ago. Still going on. Now we're about to have another war. You see what I'm saying? A couple more wars. He's got to you know, do his part. The next president will have a war in their hands. Got to keep the money coming in. Guns is big business. Well, what else do you do with the guns? Well, let's flood the guns into the black community. Let's keep the business going. Those guys I know the I'm not saying we put the guns there. Obviously they're coming from somewhere. But I mean, you know, we are doing our part to keep up with it, you know what I'm saying? To play the game. We're killing ourselves with the guns. We're smoking up the crack that is put there, that's smuggled into this country, you know, from the military. If you guys missed my interview with the real Rick Ross, the guy who uh, the rapper Rick Ross stole his name from Listen to my he told us. He told all you guys specifically where the drugs came from. This he's the real all that was it uh uh Denzel Washington. What is that uh What is it? American gangster. The heck was his name in the uh movie, Courtney? Um I forgot. What the heck? It's right on the tip of my You know what I'm talking? you know what I'm talking about. That's all fiction. You see him the real Rick Ross, he was the real uh you know, American gangster making you know uh a million dollars a day, you know getting the drugs from 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 Thailand and all that stuff having to connect you know what I'm saying this is and you and and i I mean that's someone I know like you know what I mean like you gotta a lot of people don't understand how this stuff really works the government <laughs> they do this stuff, you know what i'm saying they they're responsible, so don't don't blame them for anything, don't blame them when you are a, a, you know and i say you i mean we as a people. Are on a large scale willing participants, all right if you guys are just joining us, we're talking about gun violence, talking about violence as a whole, talking about the government, talking about the black community. you know we gotta stop pointing the finger and you know at the government and, and at others and just start looking at ourselves. You know what I'm saying I was saying earlier, we as a community I mean look at the most popular rappers. Real quick, off the top of your head, I know you're not into hip hop all like that, but you know, name the top three male rappers. You know, some of the most popular rappers of all time: Jay Z,
1: um, Rick Ross,
0: Lil Wayne. Jay Z, Rick Ross, and Lil Wayne. I could spit off the top of my head lyrics from all three of them. Okay, Biggie, Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? That literally glorify... I think we all could, you know, if you're into hip-hop, that literally glorify gun violence. Jay-Z glorifies gun violence. Rick Ross glorifies gun violence. His homie is called Gunplay. You know, that's the name of his dude. His group, Triple C's, that signed uh, MMG. Gunplay. Oh, yeah, let's call... I'll just, you know, what should I call my... Oh, Yeah. I'll just call myself gunplay. That's Guns are fun to play with. That's a great message to these kids. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of times people don't understand the effect. because You can't blame the government for that. You can't blame the government for us as a community elevating Jay-Z to superstar status, Lil Wayne to superstar status. You know, I mean, we did that. You know, these are our favorite rappers as a community. Biggie, Tupac. You know, Tupac has a gun tattooed on him. I mean, this is not, these are not people who are good people. I think we need to, you know, people want to make, you know, excuses and, oh, yeah, this and that. No, I mean, these are not good people. I mean, really, Biggie talked about, you know, raping little girls, kidnapping little girls, tying, tying children up, you know. I mean, this is, this is not, these are not idols. These are not role models. These are not positive influences. You know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing. You know, we we have to be honest about, you know, who who we want to represent us. I mean, do you not find that to be a little bit ironic that we complain about the level of violence in the black community, but then our biggest, you know, uh entertainers even rap rap and sing about that stuff?
1: Yeah, but, you know, that's that's really how it is. We do complain a lot, and you're right, we listen to that music, you know, every day. We, you know, sing along to the lyrics or we rap along to the lyrics. You know, we complain about the tragedies that we see in the news and call it racist and how could this happen to this person, he was so innocent. But then the same thing happens to our young people, you know, just people, period, on our block, and we don't flinch. Absolutely.
0: That's crazy to me. Oh yeah. People they turn a blind eye. They act like it's no big deal. You know, people I mean that's that's the funny thing. I mean, people listen, you got people talking about boycotting, you know, uh Florida because of a law, but you won't even boycott the people on your block who you know, you know, are selling drugs. You got that you got that block party and not only do you not boycott them or 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 report them or turn them in, but you offer them a plate. You know what I'm saying they go around you. You know, hey, what's up? You know, come get a plate. Knowing darn well what he does, knowing darn well what he's got in his pants, but you want to talk about Trayvon Martin getting shot by somebody who carried a legal gun, but it's people on your block with illegal guns, and it's not an issue. That is. Hypocritical okay, <laughs> you know what i'm saying we gotta we gotta be honest here, uh what else can we talk about? I want to get into some of these statistics, but i was but go, I was looking at the president you know i mean now now this is to me, I find this to be a little bit interesting now, this is Obama, right this is someone who is from Chicago, your hometown uh courtney um although I mean his hometown of is Kenya, but you know he lives in you know what I'm saying you, he You know, Chicago is where he resides, you know, or resided prior to, you know. Are you laughing over there? I know you're laughing. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Keep going. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing at Kenya. I was laughing at Kenya because it's
0: it's
1: just funny. I didn't say
0: that. Michelle said that. I didn't say it. She She, said
1: it.
0: She She said it. And that's, I mean, I find that so interesting because just going back to the media, I mean, you turn on Access Hollywood, you turn on Extra, you turn on the nightly news. I mean, they will literally talk about, I mean, you know, somebody taking a piss. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the color of their blouse. I mean, they'll talk about every little thing. You know, somebody belches. It's like, you know, national news. In fact, when Michelle Obama... Was Obama was flirting with somebody? You know what I'm saying? It caught her giving, rolling her eyes. That was like a huge deal. Oh, she gave somebody. You know, she rolled her eyes. But, and that was on every major news, you know, outlet, media outlet. But this is someone who referred to Barack Obama's hometown as Kenya. On like, I don't know if I can't say on national TV, but I I know I saw it. You know what I'm saying? And had the and nobody says anything about that. That's not news, that's not newsworthy. Her rolling her eyes at somebody is new, but her saying that the president of the United States hometown is Kenya when everybody tried to crucify Donald Trump for just asking this guy for some official documentation cuz he knows the deal, but just isn't, you know what I'm saying, afraid to speak out on it like everybody else in the entertainment industry. I actually respect that about him, to be honest with you, because I know Obama wasn't born here in, 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 in Hawaii. wasn't born in no Hawaii. Come on, the only person living that could verify where he was actually born and the origin of his records died a couple uh, a couple months ago in a plane crash. Oh yeah, okay, that's just a coincidence. <laughs> You know, I mean they—they're they not even be trying. They don't even try to cover stuff anymore. I mean they just going—they're just going to just going to die in a plane crash. The only person, the person who processed Obama's documentation for his citizenship, died a few months ago in a plane crash. Does anybody not find that just the least bit interesting? Did you? What did you think when you heard that?
1: I mean, it was, I shouldn't say it's funny because it's not funny when anybody dies, but it was more so obvious what they were trying to do. And, you know, they're trying to cover it all up. You know, it's like, you know, they didn't want to let that person talk. That's not a coincidence. Because the <laughs> truth is, had that come out, then that just would have just negated everything because technically he's not supposed to be president. That would disqualify him. And so they didn't want to have anyone, you know, have uh, raising any questions about him. So they made sure that they took care of that.
0: Right. People don't understand. Bill Clinton even said. I mean, that, I mean Roosevelt said presidents are selected, not elected. Bill Clinton is quoted as saying, "There is an uh, what do you say? There's a government inside the government that I have nothing to do with." You said you know what I mean? That's and he said that when he was president. I mean, see, a lot of people don't understand things like the Bilderberg Group, things like Bohemian Grove. Like Google these things. That's what where the that's where the real politics. That's the real Congress. That's the real Senate. That's the real House of Representatives. You know what I'm saying? Google Bohemian Grove and and, and see what the go see what the Bilderberg Group is all about. This is this the White House, the Electoral College, the Federal Reserve. I mean this. These are all, you know, private organizations that are privately owned and that are, you know, that's why, you know, they silenced the, uh, uh, what's the name, man? Um, I keep, my memory is is going, man. What the heck is the dude? Um, uh, uh, ran for president. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Anyway, come to me. He wanted a um, an audit of the Federal Reserve. You know, you, you know, who I'm talking. Ron Paul, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't. I just do a but Ron Paul. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? He he he's one of the only people who said and asked Obama, like, yo, well, look, I mean, look, y'all do what y'all do, but I mean, y'all want to balance the budget? Well, let's do an audit of the Federal Reserve. Obama said no. He said there are more important things to do. How If we're a trillion dollars in debt, what more important thing is there to do than to audit the people who actually control the money?
2: <laughs>
0: That's crazy. He's so full of
2: it. He's so full of it. Oh, I mean, God. he said, that,
0: that, listen, guys, the things that I'm saying, and I'm not making anything up, Ron Paul actually called for an audit of the Federal Reserve. Obama actually said no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that actually happened. A lot of people be like, well, hold on, Obama. Why would you, if you want to balance the budget and you want to do what's right for this country financially? I mean, why would you not want to audit you? um, The IRS has no problem auditing anybody else. They want that, you know, those tax dollars from everybody and their mom, Erica Badu, and you know, Ron. I mean, they audit everybody else. Why can't you audit the Federal Reserve? It is a privately owned organization. Why it's not? See a lot of people. Oh, they, a lot of people think the Federal Reserve is government owned. It's not. It's not. It's a private organization. It's, uh, controlled by billionaires. I'm, I'm see now. See tomorrow. I'm just letting you know. I'm gonna say my goodbyes now because all this stuff we're talking about, we're probably not gonna be on the air for a few days. We're we're gonna get ready to hear some technical difficulties. All right, in the next few days, promise you that. I'm not. I'm telling you, it's not me when y'all try to log on to my facebook page, you try to listen to the show and, you know, for it's weird stuff going on, this is why. This happened every, it happened after the Sandy Hook show, it happened after the Grammy show, the Satanism show, it happens after every show when we talk about this type of stuff, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, what I was going to say about Obama to begin with was though, how are you more passionate? You're from Chicago and you're more passionate about gay rights? You're more passionate, you know what I'm saying, about same-sex marriages than you are about black-on-black crime. You're a black man from Chicago, the most violent city in the country. When's the last time you heard him say anything about black-on-black crime?
1: Let me tell you, the last time he said something about black-on-black crime was the Hydea Pendleton case. Um, a young lady that got killed, a teenage girl, in Chicago. But the only reason he spoke on it and he acted like he actually cared about, you know, the tragedy and how he was just so, you know, shaken by what happened, the only reason that got coverage was because she performed at the inaugural ball. That's the only reason. But he was trying to make it seem like, oh, he's really he really cares about Chicago and the crime and how we have to do, you know, how we have to do better, and how he wants to make all these improvements, whatever, you don't care. You do not care. It's all fake.
0: Right. Well, it's, you know, it's all about appearances. You know, if there's a, a you know, a headline-making story, when you, you you know, you got to talk about it. Just like, oh, if I had a son, you know, he'd, he'd look like Trayvon. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I mean, just stop it. Just stop <laughs> it. I mean, Seriously. You know, I mean, what about all these other kids out here wiping away fake tears? I mean, now, <clears throat> that's that's an issue. You know, that, that is an issue. Because, I, I mean, and I'm not saying that, I mean, that's a whole other issue, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, you call yourself a Christian, but you're passionate about gay rights. That's just crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you're the president. I don't care if you're the janitor. No Christian be passionate about something that god calls an abomination i don't care what your title is because that title ain't going to mean nothing on judgment day you can't take a title you know what i'm saying to heaven god don't care about oh and people oh he's the president of the united states not the president of the black church okay you tell god that on judgment day you see how well that works out for you you know you're supposed to be a christian first i'm a christian first I don't care what title I have, what office I have, what anything, period. You know, you're supposed to follow the laws of, uh, of, of the church. I mean, that's just, you know, the laws of God. That's what it is. That's, what you should, that's, what, that's the difference between real Christians and fake Christians. Barack Obama is what you would consider to be a fake Christian. There are many people out here who are fake Christians. They call themselves Christians. And I'm not saying I'm a perfect Christian, but I'm not a a fake Christian. There's a big difference there because we're all sinners. A real Christian is someone who stands up for what he believes in or she believes in and is not afraid to herald and defend it against the world. You understand that, guys? If you are afraid, if you hide behind a title, if you hide behind an office and use it as an excuse, I mean, it's all – I mean, we're just – I mean, we're saying this, but let's just – I mean, <laughs> we're, I mean, this is – listen, this stuff goes so much deeper. We're not even going there. This is all like – these people – I'm not even going to get into what they actually believe, but let's just say that these people are actually Christians. But when you look at, you know, the things and when you really know, you know, what these people represent – you know what these people believe what they practice in their spare time and you know the 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 oaths that are taken you know the partnerships that are formed with people and what those people believe i mean listen guys we're talking about evil we're talking about what the what the word is talking about where it says uh for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and in, in wickedness and high places that's what we're talking about, wickedness in high places, wickedness in the White House, wickedness in the entertainment industry, wickedness in the sports, uh, you know what I'm saying, the sports industry. What y'all think he's talking about when he says high places? What, y'all, what, do you, what high places do you think he's talking about? The, most, the highest places out there, the, the government, sports, entertainment, movies. That's the spiritual wickedness that the Bible is referring to. There's a reason why it says that we shouldn't aspire, you know, to be rich, and, and it speaks about the love of money. You know, is the root of all evil, and so many other things. You know, and that's and that's, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Any thoughts on that Courtney, Before we keep it moving.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the the last thing I'll say is that you know it's a reason that you know, these people are popular. I mean, there are certain things that they're doing, and it's an agenda that they're promoting. So you can't call yourself being a real Christian and, you know, standing up for Jesus Christ and then still be commercially successful. That's not going to happen. And it's a reason that, you know, our current president is as popular as he is. He's like the most popular president, and you know, and but that's for a reason, you know, because he's promoting, you know, a, a certain agenda, what they want him to promote. Honestly, if he was really like a real Christian, I don't even think he would be president in the first place.
0: Well, that's the whole point. That exactly. That's you just said it. A real Christian wouldn't even be a, a president, or have, or want to be a celebrity, because you, when you understand, you know what it takes to get to that point. I mean, why would you want to do that? There's no point. The Bible specifically says that when you are loved by the world that makes you an enemy of God. Y'all know that, right? So I mean that's that's what it means. I don't I don't want to be an enemy of God. <clears throat> so some people don't care. But, you know, that is what it is. Let's talk about some of these statistics though, cuz there are a lot of statistics out here. Um according to the United States Department of Justice, uh, in 2009, and this is just 2009, uh, there were actually one million or approximately one million gang members, okay? You look at the Latin Kings, the Bloods, the Crips, the... Oh, man, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's so many, you know what I mean? We could, if, I don't know if y'all watch uh, Gangland at all, but if you just want to see... You know what? You know the ignorance that exists in this country. I mean, I've there. I got a whole. I got like seventy episodes on my DVR. You know what I mean? Just saved up. So I mean, that just that's just a, a snippet of of how many actual gangs there are. You know what I mean? Because every show is about a different gang, which is which is crazy in and of itself. Uh, but we're talking about a million at this point. I'm sure it's more, but. And that's just reported gang. That's just a crime. That's the only way they can track it. But it's a lot more than that. But according to the, the, the uh, Department of Justice, a million gang members. Now, but this, that's just overall. What's this saying? Total number of gang members in 2000 was 750,000. So obviously it's, you know, it, it, grew, it you know, grew a little bit. The number of gangs in the United States, uh, let's see, uh, 24,500. Uh, let's see. Yeah, see, I mean, these are it's, it's a lot of, you see, that's a lot of gangs, ain't it? Yes. 24,000. Like I said, I got 70 on my DVR. That's just a sniff. That's what I told you. 24,000 different gangs the percentage of gang members who are under 18, 40%. Almost half of gang members are these kids, these kids going out here killing people. You know, you guys, a lot of times initiations are actual murders. That's how you get initiated into a gang. That's how you show your loyalty. It's just by walking up to somebody and killing them. A lot of people don't know that. They say, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Where, where's the, the pickets about that? This isn't, there was no struggle. There was no altercation like a George Zimmerman or anything like that. There was no reasonable doubt. There are people, black on black crimes, you know, they will just go up to you and just shoot you. Look at Bloods and Crips. Where's the outrage? Just I mean, that's just one example of gang violence, but where's the outrage over that? Where's Al Sharpton? That's more important than Trayvon Martin To be honest I mean no disrespect But that's I mean this has been going on How many Trayvon Martins Were were Bloods and Crips You know Or innocent bystanders Killed by Bloods and Crips Where's the outrage about that Oh that's because it. it, You know it was in Compton Or it's in New York It's not You know Florida You know in, In a gated community It's by someone who's who could pass for white at nighttime? George Zimmerman does not look like a white man. I'm just asking. I just Courtney, when you look at those pictures, do you? When you see and you can, if you if you do, you do. I mean, I don't see a white man when I look at George Zimmerman. Do you?
1: No, I don't care how they try to you know make him up. He he, he always looks Hispanic to me.
0: He's Hispanic. That's it. Yeah. He's Hispanic, and, and no disrespect to anybody, but anyone who says otherwise is, is, is an idiot. He looks Hispanic. He talks Hispanic. He is Hispanic. He looks like a Hispanic man. And for the media to be – because I get that. I don't blame the media because I know what they do. I know the media's agenda. I get it. But I blame these idiots out here who bought into their propaganda. Who say oh okay This was a white on black crime This was some type of hate crime What are you talking about This was a Hispanic man Who got into an altercation With a black man Since when is that front page news It's ridiculous It's absolutely ridiculous Was it a tragedy Yeah like I said Anytime someone loses their life is a tragedy But every tragedy isn't murder You see what I'm saying guys And that's where you have to look at the law as it stands. Now, as we were talking about the other night, if you want to get on your, you know, you want to start writing some letters and you want to, you know, go speak in front of Congress, I mean, that's your prerogative, but don't, you can't get mad at the law if you haven't done anything to change the law. From what I understand about the law, what the law says last time I checked, is that you can't have anyone, white or black, found guilty of murder when reasonable doubt exists, I mean that's just the law. I mean that's not that's not even like anything new. That's that's just common sense. If there's like OJ, if the story doesn't fit, you must acquit. And the reality is, OJ was a heck of a lot more guilty. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying than George <laughs> Zimmerman. I mean, let's just be honest here. I mean, let's. I mean, come on. I mean seriously. This dude, this dude killed him. <laughs> this dude gets in a white Bronco and takes the police on a car chase on the highway. They turn we st- I was in class when that happened. They stopped class and turned on the T V and we watched the the car chase like in class, like, yo, this is crazy.
2: <laughs>
0: and then this dude got the audacity to talk about something he's innocent? I'm like, What what are you talking about? You you killed him and then you ran. Like, you're guilty. You you know what I'm saying? Your wife was having an affair. You're crazy. You killed them. Open, shut case. Black people rejoiced when he was found innocent. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that is the ultimate hypocrisy. The ultimate hypocrisy. Some people look at me like I'm crazy when I talk about this stuff. I say, why why would you look at me like I'm crazy? You're the one. That rejoiced when OJ was 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 found innocent, and there was no reasonable doubt. I shouldn't say it, there was, but I'm just saying, don't rejoice about it, like, all right, cool, you beat the system. But don't don't sit there and act like he was innocent. You see what I'm saying? I shouldn't even say that there. There for me, there was no reasonable doubt. There was prosecutorial misconduct, which resulted in him being found innocent but that, I don't feel, I don't believe there was any reasonable doubt. In fact, he would have been found guilty had there not been that uh misconduct. So, and I think we you know, whereas with Zimmerman, there I mean there's all types of reasonable doubt. No murder weapon, no eyewitnesses, you know, evidence of a struggle which would indicate self-defense. I mean, that's you know what I'm saying? There's no one there to refute what he said. So I mean, you you have no choice but to find them not guilty. I don't that's not me saying it, that's the law saying it. Now if you have a problem with the law, like I said, you know, write your congressman, you know, do what you gotta do. You run for Congress, you know, God forbid. Do something. City council, you know, something. Um so these are some statistics though. Uh this right here. The percentage of gang members who are females is only 8%, all right? So I think we know what the uh, other part of that would be as far as males go. Uh, The percentage of juvenile boys in a a correctional facility with a gang affiliation, this is going to blow your minds right here, 90%. 90% of juveniles in a correctional facility have some form of gang affiliation, 90%. Is that not crazy to you?
1: Wow. I don't know it it's going to be that high. Huh.
0: Where are these fathers at? You see what I'm saying? I wasn't even allowed to have a beeper. I wasn't allowed to wear starter jackets. I wasn't even allowed to wear leather jackets. I wasn't allowed to wear Raiders paraphernalia, because at that time that was the stuff associated with you know, gangs, and, my, you know, my parents were adamant about not even wanting us to even, you know, have a question of possibly being affiliated with anything like that. And where is the kid? I mean, yeah, did, did they go overboard, in my opinion, a little bit? Yeah. But guess what? I'm still here. Guess what? i never been to jail. Guess what? I never smoked a blunt. You see what I'm saying? Guess what? My guns are legal. I never sold drugs. You see what I'm saying, guys? You know, these are all the types of things that these young 90% of these boys never had, you know, someone to say, this is a better way to do it. You know, this is what positive black men look like. This is who you can look up to so you don't have to look up to your local neighborhood drug lord. You see what I'm saying? And that's a problem. Resulting in murders The percent of U.S. cities With 100,000 100, plus population That reported gang activity Was 86% let me, let, me, let me say that again 86% of U.S. cities Where there's 100,000 or more people have reported gang activity. What do you think about that one?
1: It's 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 sad. It really is. I mean, that's all I can say. It's staggering, and it's just it's sad.
0: I was watching uh, um, Gangland recently, and um, they were talking about the the four or oh, is it the four corner hustlers in Alaska. They got gangs in Alaska. They got gangs in Portland, Oregon. They got gangs in Oklahoma. I'm just like, wow. Who would have thought? You know what I'm saying? I mean, people wilding out down in Oklahoma. Crazy. But, yeah, 86% of, of cities with or more, 100,000 or more people have reported uh, gang activity. Now, here's some interesting statistics. <clears throat> um, as far as the, the races go, we got your blacks, your Hispanics, your whites, and your Asians. 31% are reported as being black, 47% Hispanic, 13% white, and 7% Asian. That's actually surprising. I actually would have thought we would have been the 47%, but I guess there are a lot of Hispanic gang members out there, you know, That which is interesting because that means 47%. That means, wait a minute, that means there are a lot of, you know, people who resemble George Zimmerman who actually go to jail for murder and are, you know what I'm saying, every single day. Where's the... Media coverage for those guys They're Hispanic, George Zimmerman is Hispanic What's the difference? I wonder how many of those 47% Those guys are have been convicted Or were accused or on trial For murdering a black man or a black boy I'm pretty sure When we're looking at these statistics There was a number of those cases There's a number of Hispanic on black crimes Why are they not national news, Courtney? Right, I mean that's a
1: That's a good question It really is, because this stuff happens every day. It happens every day. But that, I mean, Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, that was for a purpose, and I was trying to make it a white, you know, white on black, you know, instead of Hispanic on black. So I wouldn't even say Hispanic on black because really that was really self-defense just based off of the information that was given. So I don't even want to say, you know, he was, um, you know, he initiated it.
0: So. You get what I'm saying Like you just said The information Based on the evidence All the evidence The collective Body of evidence That you would have seen If you watched the trial It all pointed To self-defense I mean And I'm not You know I'm not biased I'm not just gonna Like a lot of people That's an unpopular View But it's I mean it's a legal view You know what I'm saying That's why I say Like See I see I took some time off. You know, I do counseling during the day, so I took some time off, and I actually, because I wanted to watch the trial, because I knew it was a big story, and I knew, you know, I was going to be talking about it and people would be talking about it, so I at least wanted to be educated. So I literally watched the whole trial. I taped it, and I watched it. Like That's what I'm saying. I, I watched the whole thing. You see what I'm saying? And anyone who watched the trial there's no way they could have convicted him. The lady, in the, the Hispanic woman on the jury, a lot of ignorant people don't. Oh, you know, it's a racist. What are you talking about? One of the the, the the jurors was Hispanic. She said, she said it was a tragedy. She said I wanted to convict him. I wanted him to be found guilty of something, but according to the law and based on the instructions that were given to us by the judge. As far as what we were allowed to do and not do, there was no legal basis to find him not guilty. That's what she. That's what the Hispanic woman on the jury said. A lot of people didn't hear that because they just wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. But that's, you know, that's what happened. So I mean, and I would and to be real with you. I would have said the same thing if I was on the jury. So I wonder. You ever think about that, Courtney? Like, what if you were on the jury, or what if I was on the jury? I mean, could, at that point, could they? At that point, then still continue to say that it was a racial thing? If, you, if there was actually a black man who was able to accurately articulate from a legal perspective why they were required to come back with a verdict of not guilty based on the presence of reasonable doubt, would America still be holding on to this race thing? When, you see what I'm saying? Because I'm I, I, right. no, I got a notification for jury duty last week. I got to be on jury duty. So I could have that could have easily been the Trayvon Martin case, and then we'd be at, we, this would be a whole different, you know, a whole different thing, because it's not about you know, a lot of people. Are, oh, and people listening like, oh my gosh, oh this is crazy. It's like this would have changed everything, and then that would have totally negated everything. A lot of these protests and debates, it would have all been null and void if you throw a black man on the jury or a black woman on the jury who's actually able to speak. With some form of education and intelligence on the actual legal system, but
2: right. you know, that's
0: neither here, that's neither here nor there. Um, on Sunday, July fourteenth um, of last year, there was a tweet. I don't know who did it. I think it was a blogger or someone who came up with these statistics, but it made headlines. It said, he said that in the five hundred and thirteen days be, uh, between the Trayvon Martin death. And today's verdict there have been eleven thousand one hundred and six African Americans that have been murdered by other African Americans. Wow. Is that not a staggering statistic?
1: Wow. It's real out here. But see no one's talking about that kind of stuff. Right. That's a five hundred to them.
0: Right. Five hundred and thirteen days. You know, eleven eleven thousand black on black crimes in, in less than two years—kind of crazy. And where was all the media coverage for those situations, those murders? That's—I mean, it, it, I don't. It's amazing that people don't see, like, how that's not cool. How that there's a discrepancy there. Blacks were victims of 7,999 homicides in 2005, and said that um, 93% were killed by people who shared their race. 7,999 homicides in 2005. That's that's a lot of uh, homicides, and that's a lot of black-on-black crime. 93% of those people. You know, now that's not to say that the other 7% weren't, you know, maybe people like, you know, the dude who killed uh, Michael Dunn. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But I'm more concerned with the 93%. Most people want to focus on that 7%. Oh, well, this white guy, he killed it. But 93% was black on black. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's just me. You know, you got Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. They choose to focus on, you know, the seven the, percent. You know, the, the, the smaller statistics. You know, I choose to focus on us as a community and what we need to do to lower that ninety-three percent. That's just, but that's just me. I can't knock their hustle, but I mean, that don't think that it's anything other than what it is: uh, hustle. When the heck? is the last time you heard Reverend Jesse Jackson or Reverend Al Sharpton mention the name of Jesus Christ. You tell me, Courtney.
1: Never. I've never heard it. Not to say they haven't, but I've never
2: heard it.
0: I've never heard it. Never heard either one of them. But I've seen Al Sharpton throwing up that rock sign, that that diamond, that pyramid, that Eye of Horus. You know what I'm saying? I've seen that. But I've never heard of mention in Jesus Christ so but and, and you're not going to because guess what, guys, they are a part of you know the system. you can't have good, or I should say you can't have evil without certain people strategically put in place to <laughs> pretend like they're fighting that evil, right? I mean, it doesn't really do any good when the cameras aren't rolling, that defeats the whole purpose. Unless it makes headlines, there's no no story there. So why would they come out? But, you know, it is what it is. Um, If you're black, this is an interesting statistic from the uh, Department of Justice. If you're black, you are almost 25 times more likely to be shot in New York City than a white person. And you're also more likely to be arrested for pulling a trigger You know, which is a very interesting uh, statistic. You're more likely to be shot. You know, twenty five times more likely, in fact, uh, as a black person than a white person. But you're also more uh, likely to be arrested. You know, for committing some form of crime uh, than a white person committing the same uh, the same crime. You know, and these are statistics. You know, guys, these are, um, you know, these are, and this is these are statistics according to. The Department of Justice. What else we got here? Read this. Data collected during the first six months of the year revealed that 74% uh, of the city's 567 shooting victims were black. An additional uh, 21.5% were Hispanic. Less than 3% of shooting victims were white. Wow. 74%. Uh, victims were black. I wonder who shot them. You know, let's all take a guess. We did, right? We did. Exactly. You know, it's not it's not really hard to do the math on this stuff, guys. But again, when you look at media bias, you know, like I said, you're not going to see those statistics being reported. You're not going to hear, hear those stories because they don't serve a purpose. Doesn't do them any good to talk about Things that we already know That doesn't divide anybody You know in fact that might I mean you see what I'm saying It just perpetuates the problem It doesn't They don't need to do that But you know Whether whether there's an opportunity to, to Further their agenda of dividing us more As a nation Yeah sure why not Look how they blew up that whole Biggie and Tupac thing You know yeah let's just no, it's dividers. We, we, they divided a whole whole country. Uh, what else here? Um, there's been there's been some debates. You know, should guns be banned? I have a gun that soon will be illegal. You know, what I'm saying they're saying that we as citizens have no need for rifles or automatic, semi, semi-automatic weapons that hold more than, um, you know, 30 rounds or something like that. Well, I like guns. You know, I like going to the, the gun range. I like to shoot. I like to just collect them. Why, is, why am I being penalized because there are people out here with those same guns, but they got them off the street. I went to a gun store and filled out a registration for my, you know what I'm saying? These are things that I like to use to protect my family, but also for, uh, you know, enjoyment. I don't think I should be penalized for that just because of the, the crimes of others, especially when those are not the guns that are committing these crimes. You know, and 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 look at the government. I mean, this stuff goes so deep, too. I mean, it's it's not even about, I mean, the it's about guns, but... The reason they want to ban guns is not because it's not to cut back on on crime. The reason they want to take the guns away is because we're moving towards the, the you know the end of revelations where there will be anarchy. You know? I mean, that's that's what we're going toward. That's what's going to happen. I mean, we're moving towards martial law, you know, anarchy, um, you know, if you look at this this I mean, they will they've made movies about this stuff they you know, it's they're all it's all a preview. You know, Revolution. You ever watch Revolution? I I've never really watched it but I mean you, you're, if you're familiar with the premise of it, you know, people every man for himself in some type of post apocalyptic, you know, state, you know what I'm saying? Everybody uh what's that other movie? Um uh, Denzel Washington was in, uh you know, a Book of Eli. I mean, that I means all type Mad Max, Thunderdome. I mean, there's so much stuff. That's what we're going to when they when when it becomes government versus the people. They don't want us to have the guns. I mean, you might be able to have a couple guns, but you know they don't want us having no guns that hold a hundred rounds like I got under my bed. They don't they don't want that. They want you to just had the little pea shooters, the little nine millimeter or something. They'll they'll take you out with their sniper rifles, with all you know. what I'm saying, but when you got something that might be able to, you know, put a hole in some vests, I'm, I'm getting too deep on y'all. I'm Like, whoa, what's he talking about? Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> you'll find out soon enough, guys. The end is near. It's not that far away. You know, you guys Google, look up some of these uh, these places out in, you know, the the, the fields of of Wisconsin. There's stuff. Yo, shout out to Nakia, man. She she's been chilling lately. She ain't been posting like she used to. But guess what? I kept all that stuff. See. I kept it. I got a folder, a folder. You know, I got all types of folders, one called uh, government information, demonic information, you know what I'm saying, stuff that, you know, people need to know. You know, so much stuff in that government folder, man. I've seen this stuff. These guys are building graveyards, you know, with, you know, governments purchasing coffins and people don't even know about, you know, out out in, like, the, the, the most hidden parts of, like, the country, Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, buying up these fields and, and buying these, like, plastic coffins that they're going to be, you know what I'm saying, they're going to be specifically used, you know, as makeshift graves when, when the stuff hits the fan. A lot of people don't understand what, what's coming. But, but that's what I'm saying. The information is out there. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta, you just gotta research this stuff. You just gotta look it up. And I'm not, I'm not talking about. Don't wait for Billy Bush to report it on Access Hollywood. I'm not talking about that type of knowledge and that type of research. But the stuff that you're not gonna see on TV. I was telling you a couple of weeks ago. Somebody said, "Well, if it's not on on CNN, it's not, it's not official." I said, "You're an idiot." You know what I'm saying? I mean, anyone who thinks that is just crazy. The real information. It's funny because before Obama, Courtney. Before Obama, it was common knowledge that the government was corrupt. It was common knowledge that all presidents lied, and, and really politicians as a whole couldn't be trusted. So now what? All of a sudden, he, because he's black, he can be trusted? Y- y'all didn't That's trust Reagan. I mean. you didn't trust Reagan. They didn't trust Bush. They didn't trust nobody, Clinton even. But all of a sudden... You know what I'm saying? A president can be trusted. I don't care if he's black, white, Chinese. It's he's a president. One of the things a lot of people do. I just got finished watching *Sleeper Cell*. I'm, yo, I'm, y'all heard me post about it. Y'all seen, heard me talk about it. I'm telling y'all. I don't know, y'all. Some of y'all watching *Scandal*. Some of y'all watching *Homeland*. Some of y'all watching some of these shows. Yo, *Sleeper Cell* came on in '06 it was starring Michael Ealy. Yes. Blue eye my the ladies love Michael. Y'all are crazy if y'all don't watch that show. That show is about 50 million times better than anything that's on television right now. And um it it really tells a lot about um the government about terrorism, foreign and domestic. Uh it you know, it does a really good job of um helping us l- look at and understand maybe if you're unfamiliar, why the rest of the world actually hates us. You know, see, a lot of times people don't understand that, you know, the United States actually is the real terrorist. You understand that? Like, and I'm not, obviously I'm not justifying or making excuses for people who wish to do us all harm, you know what I'm saying? But there are specific reasons why the vast majority of the world hates the United States. And there are reasons for it. Now, you're not going to learn about that in school. You're not going to see that report on the news. But, you know, we do some foul crap as a country. Obama signs off on some evil things. These drone strikes that kill kids every year, hundreds of kids every year, are killed because Obama signed off on these drone attacks, these unmanned attacks on foreign countries that they claim are targeting you know al Qaeda and different things but they're dropping bombs on little kids you know what i'm saying and and, and they and, you know and so and again i'm not making excuses but i'm just saying how would you feel if that stuff is was happening to you and had been happening to you for for centuries you know the the attempts of the government to to take over the world i mean this is nothing new we've always as a as a nation been about imperialism you know taking over weaker nations just look at the news i mean that's that's what it's all about you know iraq syria you know it's about world dominance and you know people don't like that they're not feeling that they like some 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 people are easily you know easy to take over you know some people not so much north korea ain't playing that crap, you know what I'm saying? We already got South Korea, we want North Korea too. That's where our attention comes from. We could just chill, we could just chill, and you know what I'm saying. They could do whatever they do. you know we could do what we do, focus on things that we need to focus on, but because of the greed, because of the opportunistic nature of this nation, we're not satisfied with you know what we we always want more. We want to just we literally want to take over the world. Some countries are not feeling that, and it's ultimately going to result in World War III. Which, but there ain't going to be no World War IV because World War III is actually, you know, what revolution is based off of. I'm just telling y'all, man. I'm just telling all y'all now. Some people might listen. Oh, what's he talking about? You'll you'll see what I'm talking about, or your kids will see, your grandkids will see. What are your thoughts on all this, Courtney?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it is all unfolding you know right under our eyes, like we're it's right there in front of us, but it's all about being able to pay attention and see things you know for what it is you know instead of what you want it to be
2: because it's it's
1: real out here it's not it's not getting any better you know things we we don't um live in this you know the best country ever and you know, how a lot of us are just patriotic For what? Why? You know, because of what we're doing To these other countries And just what our government is about You know, a lot of us are just really in the dark And that's that's the sad part and I hope we open our eyes
0: Oh yeah, absolutely I mean, that's, that's what it's all about I mean, not even just opening I mean, you definitely got to open your eyes But it's all about opening your Bibles you know what I'm saying, looking at what the word, because all this is confirmed right in there um a couple other things that i want uh things that I want to talk about people get mad about laws like stop and frisk, you know, and things like that, just as far as gun violence, but I mean, if you think that that's a problem and, and I'm not saying that there is not a problem when it comes to you know how that law. Is enforced because you know, and that's. I, mean, I think that's with any law, because with anything, you're going to have you know some people who take power to their heads. You're going to have some people who are downright racist. You know, I mean that's everywhere with everything. But for me, I don't. I don't believe the law. You know, is a problem. I was oh, I, this is, I'm so glad I remember to tell this story, um, because this was crazy, this was really crazy out here, and this is a fun. This is. I mean, it's not even funny, but it's crazy. I'm gonna tell you about stopping frisk in a minute. But literally last week my wife will tell you it was snowing outside. We got a backyard and because it was snowing, uh, and I was being a lazy bastard, but the the, the gate that keeps my the dog in, Cabo, in our backyard, you know, it was frozen and it was a it was a little bit a, a jar. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was cracked a little bit and I was just I didn't feel like having a Break up the ice And you know what I'm saying So I could close it all the way I was like you know what He better not go out these gates But that was my laziness And so the dog Decided he wanted to be bold And you know And sneak out Long story short So he's, he's gone I went out to let the dog Dog is going. I'm like yo Cabo where you at So I'm like this Damn dog So I got to put my Boots on And this was when it was like snowing ground. Long story short This was like Nine o'clock One night when we weren't live so I'm walking around. I'm literally walking around my neighborhood, freezing cold outside, looking for this dog. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want him to sleep outside on it. I ain't know. You know what I'm saying? I know what's going on. So I'm out there looking for him. You know what I'm saying? Had my, you know what I'm saying? Can't, can't go looking for a dog without having to take my gun in my own. Is that, I mean, is that a, should it be like that, Courtney? No, but, I mean, that's how it is. I'm literally walking around. I mean, right. I'm literally walking around. In some sweats, with a Scully on, with a hoodie on, with a big old jacket on, trying to stay warm, basically looking like I'm wandering around because I'm looking for my dog at 10 o'clock at night, with a gun on me. You guys have to understand. And I, I, I had, I stopped for a second. This is me. I'm saying, wow. I look suspicious. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't like if somebody would have stopped me or if police even would have stopped me or anyone might have even looked at me you know with suspicion I did look suspicious. I mean I was literally walking around angry cuz I'm walk looking for my dog pissed off knowing I'm going to beat his butt when I finally found him, you know what I'm saying? But I'm I you know I look like a thug. I look like I was didn't I was up to no good. You see what I'm saying, guys? And and it's if any of us are honest with ourselves, we will be able to say, wait a minute, wow, okay, you know what? Some people do look suspicious because I looked suspicious that night. Am I a, a thug? Am I a criminal? No. But I, anyone who says I didn't look suspicious, I looked suspicious. And you guys probably would have been afraid of me had you saw me walking around and you were on your way to your car leaving your girlfriend's house or wherever you're on your way to at 10 o'clock at night and you saw me wandering around aimlessly with a hoodie on and and a scully on, you probably clutch your purse a little bit tighter and, and, you know, walk on the other side of the street. Am I lying, Courtney? No, because I probably would have. You probably would have. Yeah. And people want to act like, oh, no, no, no. If somebody says you're suspicious, oh, it's a crime to have a hoodie on. Well, back in the day, see, growing up, I wasn't allowed to wear hoodies. See, growing up, my parents weren't thug niggas. My parents were actually, you know, good parents who taught us not to dress and act like a thug. You understand that? These people were idiots walking around out here with hoodies on to try to symbolize some type of injustice They look ridiculous And the whole concept is ridiculous Because we as a people Should not be encouraging our kids To look like thug niggas We should encourage them To dress with suit and ties on And to speak with articulation You know what I'm saying? And I think I just even made that word up You know what I'm saying? But you, you, you got to articulate You have to speak properly that's what we should be instilling in our youth, not, oh, yeah, there was, a, there was something that happened, the death of a child, let's all wear hoodies and encourage these kids out. See, I didn't do that. I wasn't allowed to wear hoodies. We didn't wear hoodies, except on our way to track practice. You see, I mean, But that's just my family. I don't know about you guys, but you see what I'm saying? But guess what? We're all still alive. We're all street smart. This is how this is what parents need to be doing. These are the messages that should be passed on to Don't pass negative don't you know spread negative habits. You know what I'm saying? These kids walking around with their their freaking pants off their you know what I'm saying? Their asses and people want to protest by wearing hoodies. That's just furthering the problem. These kids are no nobody said you don't hear people talking about that stuff. These kid, I saw a kid walking around with their pants. He ha, his pants were so low. He had to hold them up while as he was walking. I really wanted to be like, yo, what the, like, I just want to ask him, yo, what the hell is your problem? Like, I, I mean, no, like, really, just ask him, like, yo, do you think that's cool? You know what I'm saying? And and that's the problem because those kids are most of them. Are living life with a type of mentality A thug mentality A hood mentality You know where they will shoot you And that's a problem If you guys missed my special On the definition of a nigger You know what I'm saying Where we discussed Fruitvale Station Where we discussed The Butler Listen to that show These are classic shows You know what I'm saying Where we talked about the real issues Plaguing the black community I'm going to get ready to wrap it up tonight. But like I said, man, I just wanted to talk to you all for a little bit, man. You know, go go, go. Google. Go go. turn on your TV. Go turn on your radio. You'll never hear a show like what you just heard over the last half hour. You know what I'm saying? The reason for that is because on one hand, you know, the white community doesn't want you to hear the truth, and on the other hand, the black community doesn't want to hear the truth about itself. So really there's no place for Daydon Tolbert in mainstream media Because I'm, you know, I'm just like I'm ostracized The black community Don't want to hear What I'm talking about The white community Won't let me talk about What I'm talking about So I'm blessed that you guys Actually care And you guys Are not part of the problem At least you're You know what I'm saying Some people will just Tune stuff like this out And act like it doesn't exist And those are the ignorant people That are part of the problem You see Shows like this you know, people like this, people like you guys Because I know a lot of this stuff that I talk about I'm not, I get it, a lot of it is I'm preaching to the choir I get it, I understand that If you're listening As opposed to watching Being Mary Jane or You know, listening to your Beyonce Drunk in Love city Where she's singing about slurping Jay-Z's semen down her throat You know, if, you, if you, you see what I'm saying If you're listening to this instead of that You're probably not a part of the problem If you raise your kids To not look like Trayvon or some of these other uh, kids who who call themselves no limit niggas and take, uh, you know, put grills in their mouths and put the middle finger up with the, cam- uh, the camera and, you know, walk around high on, you know, Molly and lean. And, you know, Meek Mill got a new song. He's talking about when we on that lean something, something, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's the new thing. Before everybody's talking about Molly, now people are talking about lean. Lean ain't nothing new. Trayvon knew all about lean. He he talked about it on his Twitter. But that's, I mean, you know, we don't even need to get into that. But this is what I'm saying, guys. Guns are not cool. Guns are a major problem here in this in the black community. And we as a people need to do better. We need to do a better job of acknowledging it. We need to do a better job of witnessing and ministering to these kids. So they, not only do they know about the law, not only do they know about authority, but most importantly, they know about Jesus Christ. That's really what, you know, what the goal is. Courtney, what last thoughts, words of wisdom do you have?
1: All I really, um, you know, could say is just educate yourself, really. You know, I, I really don't have much to add, I, you know. Um, I, I don't want to you know, repeat what you just said, but, I mean, I I agree with everything. I think it's important for us to educate ourselves about, you know, what's going on because at one point I was ignorant to all of this. Like I had no idea um, about, you know, the laws, and I just had no idea about the government, just how, you know, things truly worked. And so I'm just so thankful just to be a part of this show because it is life-changing. And so I just encourage those that, you know, you, you heard some things that maybe you weren't aware of you know prior to listening. You do some research on it. That's what I did.
0: There you go. Like you said, I mean she was ignorant. There was a time when I was ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Many of you guys are still ignorant, but you don't have to continue being ignorant. Just you know like you like she said, like I say, you know just educate yourself. You know continue to read your words. Stay prayed up. You know pray for your families. Pray for your kids raise your kids, be there for your kids, you know, and uh, that's what is. You know, I, uh, for those of you who might be new listeners, you know, this is, uh, you know, obviously we do these shows every so often, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're, you know, our main goal is, um, you know, primarily, I shouldn't even say that because we are the most diverse talk show in the history of talk radio. You know, we talk about everything under the sun, but,
2: you know, for the most
0: part, we do tend to talk about relationships and, you know, and, and helping each, you know, maintain and uh, and, and and build um, you know, successful, positive relationships But, you know, this is all a part of it You know, you can't have positive relationships If you, if we live in a war zone And so I think definitely guns are something That is a, is a needed topic Even if we do it once every, you know, once a year or so So, look guys, thank you I'm not going to hold you all up I appreciate you for listening in uh, We'll be back, you know, back to normal Back to, you know, what we do uh, tomorrow night Probably come back live a little bit later in the week And uh, But yeah, thanks for listening And I will see you all tomorrow night Peace
2: Come